Hi, this is Rob Foltz, campus pastor at Lee University, and we want to welcome you to this podcast. We have gathered this morning in this place to give worthy to the one who is worthy. Please join me in the call to worship which is printed in your bulletin, joining me in that which is in the bold, coming to us from Romans chapter 11. Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments, his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Let us stand and sing to our God.
call to confession comes to us from Psalm 1 and Hebrews 4. Please join me in that which is printed in the bold. Blessed is the one who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Holy Spirit, Hear now our prayers to you, Father. We, we believe that you have forgiven us once and for all, but yet you call us to repentance. Father, convict us and hear now our silent confessions to you. Father, as we continue to pray to you without ceasing, there is so much more that needs to be said. Lord, sometimes we don't know what to say. So corporately, Lord, we ask for the gift of your Holy Spirit to pray on our behalf with words, groans that we do not understand. Pray for us, God. Empower us and strengthen us so that we may rejoice in your gift of forgiveness and salvation for the whole world to see. As we gather with one voice, one heart, one mind, praying the prayer that you taught us to pray by praying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The assurance of forgiveness comes to us from First Peter. Once we were not a people, but now we are the people of God. Once we had not received mercy, but now we have received mercy. Let us say together, in Christ we have been forgiven. Thanks be to God. To this confidence. 
Before we turn our attention to the reading this morning, let us first go to God in prayer. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we thank you for your word that created all that is. We thank you for your word that was spoken to the prophets, heard amongst the people, and recorded for our reading today. We thank you, Lord, for the word that was made flesh, to live, to dwell, to die, and to live again. We pray that this word will come to life in our own minds, in our hearing today. Father, grant us a little glimmer of you and your glory. And may we proclaim you all the days of our life. We love you and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. This week I was struggling to know what to preach about this morning. And so I went to God and I said, God, I want to know your will. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to study? What do you want me to say? And then I opened up God's word so that I could hear his voice. The reading comes to us this morning from the book of Romans, chapter 1, verses 1 through 2. Listen now for word from our Lord. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. This concludes the reading from the epistle to the Romans. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Growing up, my mother was a roller skating instructor at Bossa Nova Skating Rink in Colorado Springs. Every Tuesday and Thursday mornings and Saturday afternoons, she gave her lessons, and so as a little one, I was there too. By the time I could walk, I was on roller skates, flying around the rink, watching my mom give instructions as my mom slid back and forth to the sound booth, changing out records. It was there that I was introduced to Too Much Heaven by the Bee Gees, or It's Only Just Begun by Karen Carpenter. But there was one special song, one very special song, that was reserved for Saturday afternoons only. The Hokey Pokey. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Do you guys remember that? Remember, it goes like this. Sing along if you know it. I put my right arm in, I put my right arm out, I put my right arm in, and I shake it all about. I do the hokey pokey and I turn myself around. That's what it's all about. Hey! You know what? Isn't it bizarre with the limited hard drive that we have in our brains? We have saved enough room for that song. It's bizarre. Nonetheless, I think that song has something to teach us about worship. This morning, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2, started with the word, therefore. Therefore. And whenever you come across the word, therefore, you need to pause and ask yourself the question, hmm, what is it therefore? <laughs> That's right. Therefore is there because of what comes before it. And in this case, with Romans chapter 12, what comes before Romans chapter 12 is Romans chapter 11. And at the end of Romans chapter 11, it says this. Oh, the depths of the riches and the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable your judgments. Your paths are beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Who has been his counselor? Who has given anything to God that God should repay him for from him and through him and to him are all things. To God be the glory forever. Amen. The end of chapter 11 describes to us God's character, God's nature, that God is all-knowing, that God cannot be measured or be counseled, and that everything belongs to God. Everything belongs to God. We cannot give anything to God that God doesn't already own. Everything belongs to God. And so therefore, in this universe, God is the first mover and the ultimate giver. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's nature, in view of God's character, in view of God's gifts, and in this case, that undeserved gift of mercy, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Now, in the Levitical law, there are many types of sacrifices, grain and money and doves. However, the problem with a living sacrifice is a living sacrifice tends to crawl off the altar. That's right. Oh, it may have had very good intentions. I put my right arm in. But upon realizing the pain, the suffering, the possible embarrassment, I might just say, whoa, I take my right arm out and shake it all about. Whew, that was close. But Paul is implying that in order to be a sacrifice, you kind of need to stay on the altar. Offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy, set apart, pleasing to God, for this is your spiritual act of worship. For many of us, worship is contingent on space. It's this idea of, I, of a place I go to. I go to worship. Paul is making a shift in our thinking here, that worship is not so much a place that we go to, but worship is what God does to us when we stay on the altar. Worship is what God does to us when we stay on the altar. And what does God do to us? He doesn't slaughter us like a butcher. Christ took that ransom once and for all. Instead, he transforms us by the renewing of our minds. 
the renewing of our mind, the mind that is over and in control of my eyes, of what I watch, my ears, what I listen to, my mouth, what I consume, what I say, my hands, how I receive, how I give. My sexuality is on the altar. My ethnic identity is on the altar. All of these things, our bodies are on the altar, but we tend to crawl off. This is why the text says, do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world. When you resist the world's hold on you, when you reject the new normals, you will no longer be part of the popular opinion. Quite frankly, people won't like you. Friends, don't be surprised if the world hates you. Christian truth by nature is offensive. To say that there is only one way to salvation, there aren't multiple ways, there aren't many roads, there is only one way to the Father, and that is through the cross. By no other way, by no other means, by no other name than Jesus. That's offensive. To hold up Christian sexual purity, faithfulness between a man and a woman in covenant, and chastity in singleness, that's offensive. And in my little short life, what I have learned is not just offensive to the world. That's offensive to people who call themselves Christian. And the church is violently being separated. Very painful. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, and you will feel the sting of your own passions, your own desires for acceptance affirmation, and approval. You will long for those things, but the altar will nag, nag, nag at you. Oh, yes. It is painful, it is uncomfortable, and there is suffering. The world will say to us consistently, you want to look a certain way, you have to dress a certain way in order to be important. The world will say that you have to have, you have to have credentials, you have to have money in order to be successful. The world will say that you have to own, you have to own stuff, and you have to own more stuff and more stuff in order to be satisfied. And the world has told me that if I copyright this sermon and you plagiarize it, I can sue you because this sermon is mine, the world says. It's mine. And the world has told me that I need to protect my stuff. I need to protect all that is mine. And the world will offer all sorts of choices of self-defense, insurance, take care of your rights. It's all about you, you, you. What comes for me? This is what the world will tell us. And the people in Parliament and the people in Congress will tell us that if you really want to fix moral behavior, all you need is more legislation. And if you really want to change the world, friends, your sacred duty is to vote. Lies. Utter lies. Fearful of the offended gasp in the room. Oh, how 
could she say that? We take our whole body out. And on clunky skates, we fall and we flail. And we make such a pitiful sight for the whole world to see. Christians, once drowned in the waters of baptism, still thirsty for the glimmer and the glamour and the tinsel and the toys of an impermanent, artificial, broken, fallen world. Don't we know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Friends, do you really want to change the world? Do you really want to change the world? True religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this. Care for the orphans and the widows in their distress. Don't have the responsibility put on the government. You care for the orphans and the widows in their distress. And keep yourself from being polluted by the world. By the time I was eight years old, I probably had had every birthday party at Bossa Nova Skatering. And I invited all my friends, of course, especially Marianne Chango, because she was the life of the party. Marianne was Hispanic, and she was Roman Catholic. And I remember asking my mom, Mom, why don't any Hispanics and Roman Catholics go to our church? And my mom said to me, well, Heidi, you need to understand. Don't you hate it when people do that? You need to understand the body is made up of many parts. Some are legs, some are arms. The legs, well, they go to that church. And the arms, they go to our church. Is that good news? Really? Friends, the gospel is about the whole body putting the whole self onto a very narrow road. We are either all in or we are all out. Therefore, if part of our body happens to be on the other side of the border, in detention camps, in refugee camps, in hospitals, in prisons, we are called to be united with that body. How can the ear say to the eye, I don't need you? How can we be a witness? How can we have witness without Martus, being a martyr on the altar. It is not possible. It's not possible. Friends, I'm not trying to be political here this morning. I simply, I literally just want to be a Christian. And I want to know God's will. And I go to God and I say, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to study? Father, tell me, what do you want me to say? Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then, then you will be able to test and approve God's will, God's good, God's pleasing God's perfect will. Loved ones, hear me on this. Blessed is the one who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the assembly of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers, 
but his delight, his delight is on the law of the Lord, and day and night he meditates on God's word. She is like a tree planted by streams of living water. Therefore, therefore we gather this morning at the table. This is not an altar. This is a table. A table in which we remember God's sacrifice, that God was broken so that we could be made whole. A resurrected body, a living sacrifice, the body of Christ. Please join me in the Sursum Corda, which is printed in your bulletin. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Let us pray. Yes, Father, indeed we are coming to you to give you our praise, to give you our thanksgiving. And we seek, Father, to join our voices with the choir of angels, with all the faithful of every time and every place who forever sing to the glory of your name. With thanksgiving, Lord, we take this bread and this cup and we proclaim the death and the resurrection of our Lord. Receive our sacrifice of praise, Father. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us that this meal may be a communion in the body and the blood of our Lord. Make us one with Christ and with all who share this feast. Unite us in faith, encourage us with hope, inspire us to love that we may serve as your faithful disciples until we feast at your table in glory. We praise you, Lord, eternal Father, through Christ your word made flesh in the holy and life-giving spirit, now and forevermore. Amen. On the night that our Lord was betrayed, He took the bread and he blessed it. And then he said, this is my body broken for you. Whenever you eat of this, do so in remembrance of me. Likewise, he took the cup and as he poured, he said, this is the cup of the new covenant. My blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins for the whole world. Whenever you drink of this, do so in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the life and the everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Would my servers please come forward? If you have put your trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this meal is for you. You are welcome to the table. It is an open table for all those who put their trust in Jesus. 
Please watch the rows in front of you as we'll go row by row coming forward. The nave will come up the two sections up here, and we have two at the transepts, and I will be providing a gluten-free option. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. The table is now ready. Let us pray. Gracious Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you, Lord, for the gift of salvation. That you went to the cross because of your nature and your character, because of your love. Father, fill us with courage to take up our cross and follow you too. With this meal, equip us and strengthen us to be your living body 
your resurrected body, the body of Christ. So that when people meet us, and when they speak to us, they will get a little glimpse of heaven. We love you, Lord, and we praise you in the sweet and beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. Please stand for the charge and benediction. the depths and the riches and the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments. His paths are beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Who has been his counselor? Who has given anything to God that God should repay him? For from him and through him and back to him are all things. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy... Offer your bodies as living sacrifices. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my and my days, let them flow in ceaseless praise, let them flow in ceaseless praise. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love. Take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for thee, swift and beautiful for thee. Take my will and make it thine, it shall be no Now, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. We want to thank you for listening today. And if you want more information on our upcoming events, you can visit our website at leeuniversity.edu.